guys, and welcome back to the Anathana Run podcast. This week, I spoke to Danielle Sussingham. Danielle is a runner based here in New York City, and she's actually also originally from Connecticut, where she ran cross-country, so we've probably ran a few cross-country meets together. During our conversation, Danielle and I talked about the power of cross-training and mantras, among other things, like a really great pair of Nike sneakers. Danielle is part of the North Brooklyn Runners, and she's gearing up for her first New York City Marathon this fall, running with Team for Kids. Here's my chat with Danielle. Okay, well, I know you want to get out for a run, so I don't want to keep you too, too long, because oh, I want it to be light. I don't have to meet people until 7.30, so. Nice. Who are you um, meeting with? I'm actually uh, doing North Brooklyn Runners, so I live like three blocks from the track, so it's really simple for me. That's so nice. What track is it? Um, the Karen Park track, so mm. like right in Williamsburg, kind of near the waterfront. That's so cool. That's really nice. I wish um, I lived near a track. I So my apartment now is in Hoboken, and it's pretty close to the Weehawken track. Um, it's probably about three miles so it's a nice warm up but then like so say like my track workouts they usually averaged about like four and a half to five and a half miles oh geez yeah like total because it'd be like six eight hundreds with like 400 recoveries or something so they would add up and I love that about track workouts is like wow I just ran like so many miles, but it was, you don't feel it the same way as if you go out to run eight miles, but three miles there, then like say four miles when you're actually there and then three miles back is a 10 mile run. <laughs> so I mean, it was like a mile and a half and then like total. Yeah. Miles. So it, I've like never, I've never gotten the, the guts to like actually do that. I have run there before and then like, um, not done like a I I'll sometimes like run there as part of my like longer run and then do a couple like faster laps around the track and then run back but it's not like a part of my speed workout but I'm always jealous of people that like have ac- easy access to treadmills and easy access to tracks because yeah. it there's just like it doesn't compare like it's really hard to do it uh, it's possible but it's really hard to do a speed workout just like on the street Oh, I totally agree. Like, for me, it's literally exactly from my door to the starting line on the track. It is exactly a half a mile. Wow. Which makes me so happy because my Garmin is always, like, perfectly, like, yeah. right when I get there. So being type A personality just, like, makes my day. Oh, that's so perfect. Um, so what's on deck for you tonight? What are you guys running? So I am actually racing on Sunday. So oh, what race is it? Is it the kidney one? Yeah. Yeah, I was so signed up for that. <laughs> one, um, just doing like some two hundred strides with like four hundred meter recovery in between. So it's gonna be pretty simple. Um, we're just going for like the social aspect of seeing my friends. That's so great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's gonna be fun. I'm excited. That's great. Um, I ran this one last year, and it was it was the second weekend in May. I think this this year it's actually earlier than it was, and it was scorching. It was I think it was like in the eighties, and it's so crazy to think about like 
is it gonna be is it gonna be in the eighties in a month? Like I don't. <laughs> oh God, I don't know if I want the eighties, but warmer weather would be appreciated. Yeah, that's that's true. So I like haven't been really going outside much just because I've been hurt, and the last few days, probably since like Saturday, I've been like getting out a little more, um, just like to do one thing, like to go drop off something in the mailbox or go to the bank um and I walked out of the house on Monday and I was like I think the seasons changed while I was hibernating (laughs) like that makes it feel for you it's like one day it's summer and the next day it's winter yeah exactly um okay so we just like jump right in but um, I'm going to have you just say who you are, where you're from, and what do you do every day? Okay, so my name is Danielle Sussingham, and I'm originally from good old Connecticut, yep. so like an hour outside of New York City, and I currently am working as a uh, assistant underwriter in insurance. We do like property insurance and whatnot. So, you know, exciting stuff. That's cool. How did you get into that? What did you go to school for? Um, So I went to school for political science, and I did a focus in international relations and international law. Um, But, you know, the job market at the time I graduated wasn't fabulous, and I did kind of like a cost analysis of going to law school, and I just didn't think I was going to get the return on investment that I wanted. Um, so I just kind of started applying around for jobs and insurance kind of found me. So it's not something you like grow up saying like, I'm going to be an underwriter one day. (laughs) Well, that's true. But I'm, so I'm a product manager and I didn't even know what that was when I was in college, you know? So, and I mean, I, I love my job. So I'm a, I'm a product manager at Pure Wow, which is a woman's lifestyle publisher and, I I would have never I don't know if I would have really pictured myself doing that and before that I was a product manager at a um, software company which was a little bit different but similar because we were building software for publishers um, like PureWow was some somebody we would want to have as a client kind of so now I'm client side you you might say but um, yeah, but I would have, like, never known about this kind of job when I was in college. And honestly, I didn't even, um, I didn't even, like, when I graduated, I, I, went, I went into marketing, um, and I loved it. But then I was like, uh, I feel like I want to be doing what the people over there are doing, which is a little <laughs> bit more, like, technical, um, but still creative. And so, I mean, like, there was no way I would have been exposed to that in college. So, it, like, makes you think a lot about education. <laughs> Totally. It's like, totally, totally. I like, I was, uh, I was looking through all my old stuff cause I'm home right now and I see all these like old papers I wrote and, um, just like college stuff. And I'm like, wow, this is so irrelevant. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, no, I actually went home last weekend too, and I was kind of going through some, like, old scrapbooks and stuff from high school, and I just was like, oh my god. I cared so much. Time ago, and I'm not even that old. (laughs) I know, it's, yeah, it is crazy, um. Yeah, yeah, I, like, I save everything, so it was, it was actually really fun to, just because, like, so much of my life has come full circle just with running and stuff, but... I was looking through a box of um, a box of 
birthday cards, I think from like my sweet 16. It must have been my sweet 16. And there was one where, and I'll have to like post this on Instagram or like on the blog. It was um, the the front of the card had like a girl on it with like workout clothes. And my friend who gave me the card like scribbled on it. She's like, this is you. This is Anna. And then like she like circled my ankle and she's like, healed ankle. Yay, track. And I was like, oh my God, this is like so full circle. I'm still injured. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was actually so funny. Yeah, the full circle part. And yeah, I like, remember like all my I mean, like, officially, like, running track and running distances, not just with soccer or other sports. Um, when I was a freshman in high school, um, I kind of realized that doing a sport six days a week at school kind of trumped, you know, the potential of horseback riding once a week. Um, so I had some friends who were going out for the outdoor track team and decided that I might as well. I have two feet and I can put them one in front of the other. So no matter how fast or how slow, I know I can at least run. Mm-hmm. As to trying something like cross or something like that. Um, so showed up at the track, not expecting to like it at all because, you know, being a soccer player and everything, that was always kind of your punishment. Yeah. <laughs> go, go run wind sprints or go run suicides. Um, and, I decided at that track practice I wanted to be a hurdler. And <laughs> so it stuck me with the hurdlers, and we were going over those little green hurdles, and they all were like, oh, you know, you can switch up your stride pretty easily. Like, we can see this maybe working. Um, but then they brought out the full-size hurdles and very quickly realized I was not going to be a hurdler. Um, so then they stuck me with the sprinters, long jumpers, high jumpers, and they very quickly realized I wasn't great at that either. <laughs> so one day they just told me, go for a 40-minute run with the distance girls. And so I went and I was miserable the whole run, but everyone else was like really peppy and happy about it and talking. And I couldn't breathe. I was just trying to, you know, hold on. Just trying to hold rest. on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, by the time that we got back, it was like such a sense of accomplishment that I actually ran for 40 minutes straight without stopping and was kind of hooked all through high school, um, made varsity my freshman year um, and realized it was something I was kind of good at. So the following year, I started doing indoor and outdoor um, and stuck with it all through high school. What were um, your events in the track, in track? So I did... Um, the 1600, the two mile, the eight, the four by eight, usually all in the same meet. Wow. Wow. I was going to say that can't be the same meet though. That's insane. I used to do the 1600 and the 800 and that seemed rough. So I cannot imagine doing all that. Yeah. It was was pretty crazy. I remember one track meet in particular where I was like, 
only supposed to focus on the mile that day to qualify and ran the mile. Um, I don't even remember if I qualified that race or not. I think it's just because it's marred by the absolute atrocity that occurred after. Um, oh my god. This girl was supposed to be running the 3200 and she was on a field trip um, with with school and she was supposed to be back in time and she wasn't. And I was the only other person at this track meet for whatever reason that could run the two mile. And so my coach like dragged me onto the track and just like threw me onto the track. I had just been like eating pizza and stuff and like the entire two miles. I just remember racing and crying <laughs> the entire two miles. Oh my God. That's great. brutal. <laughs> oh, that's brutal. The one thing I remember about the 3200 is that I never did it. But the other thing I remember about it is that the girl on my team who did do it, um, that was the only, I think that was the only event she did. She might have also done the 400, but I clearly remember she ran the 3200. But she would always have the dopest trail mix ever. And so whenever we had like road races, I'd be like, yes, she's going to bring the trail mix. Um, so like whenever I think of like, the number 3200 I automatically and I'm like all right I need some M&Ms for some reason <laughs> what was in the trail mix that made it so oh bad? it was like it was just like not very healthy it was it was like your regular run-of-the-mill trail mix but then it I think she added M&Ms um and it was like fresh nuts like it wasn't pre-packaged um and I think she had like uh, checks mix in there too. Like it was, she would bring this like huge ass bag, and it would just be like everyone's like grubby hands in it all day. Um, the best thing to add to trail mix, hundred percent, is marshmallows. Oh, good call. Marshmallows and M and M's. Just like add that to like some nuts and raisins. That's a really good call. Oh, hers never had raisins, which I was like. Nice, nice. Like, I need to be in the mood for raisins, and I kind of grew into them, and I don't think, like, 11 years ago or however, I guess, 13 years ago, I was, like, into that yet. <laughs> my, palate had, my palate hadn't matured yet. <laughs> Mine's still not mature. <laughs> Getting there. Yeah. So, okay, so you're running in high school, and then did you run in college? about running in college um but ultimately decided to go to a state school I went to UConn um which is division one um so I definitely was not good enough to run division one um and so I just kind of was like oh I'll join the club team there and keep running that way but getting to college that didn't really happen I would run one off every once in a while or go on a three mile jog here or there. Um, but kind of, you know, fell out of love with running um, mm -hmm. at that point in my life. I think I was kind of burnt out from high school and just running in circles. And, you know, with indoor track too, the 32 is however many laps, like 16 laps or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so it's always, I think I was just really tired of running in circles. So I would just run every once in a while. And then when I graduated college, I really kind of stopped running. Um, and, yeah, it wasn't until, you know, two years ago that I just realized how low shape I was and just started pounding the pavement again. All of a sudden, I realized how much fun it was and that I loved it again. 
um, and so it's kind of were you were you living in New York at this point? I was nice. So yeah, it's just it's a great way to explore the city and go to different neighborhoods and you know through Nike Run Club making new friends. Oh, I love your um, story about how you got into Nike Run Club. Can you tell that story? Oh yeah, sure. So. Um, I ran the uh, the mini 10K with one of my friends who convinced me it would be a good idea um, to do a 10K, which I had never done before. Um, the furthest I had ever raced at that point was a 5K. Um, so I finished the 10K and was feeling really accomplished and really proud of myself. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a thing now. I'm going to become a runner again and I'm going to get serious. So I decided to go to the Nike store to get, you know, some legitimate shoes. And the salesperson there had seen the metal around my neck. And said, <laughs> Did you just run? And I said, yes, I just ran. And I'm really excited. I want some new shoes. And the guy was just so friendly and upbeat and got me into a pair of Pegasus, which nice. I've been running in ever since. I buy a new pair like every two months because I get so many miles on them. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, you should come out to you know, Nike Run Club. And I was like, isn't that for professionals? Like it's Nike. That yeah. sounds really scary. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, no, it's all, all ages, all abilities, everything. And he was just so excited about it. And it got me so excited about it. And I had all those endorphins from the race. I was like, yes. All right, I'll do it. I'll go. I'll go this Saturday. Um, and that Saturday happened to be one of their long runs. And they had options for it was like four miles, six miles, and eight miles. Mm-hmm. Being so competitive, I was like, I need to go the furthest. Yeah. So I just the eight miles, and it was a struggle. The last two miles, some really nice guy stayed with me because I was really struggling. <laughs> the last the last two, and I kind of got lost up in the Bronx, um, but this guy stayed with me. and That's so nice. <laughs> to the Nike store, and. Um, and ever since then, I was, I was hooked with that. So, done a lot of runs with Nike, which they're awesome. That is, I um I did one run with Nike a few months ago, and I was I, I used to do um like a, the run and chug group in New York, which is super casual. You meet at a bar. I that. You haven't heard of it. No, I haven't heard of Running Oh, I'll I'll send you a link to it. I'll and I'll link to it in the show notes. It's super fun. It's like a meetup group, um, and it is just. And I was intimidated to go to that uh, when I first started, but my friend who like got me into running got me into that, and she was like, "Oh, it's super fun. You just like run whatever you want, and then you just drink." And I was like, "Okay, sure." Um, so you meet at a bar, and it's a different bar every week. They send you the route every week, and then you run. It's usually between, like, four and five miles. You run four, between four and five miles, and there's usually a, um, a group deal at the bar when you get back. So either, like, $10 pitchers or $3 beers or whatever. Um, and people can hang out and drink, or you can just, like, grab your bag and go. Um, so I love that. I, that was just, like, the environment I was comfortable in. Um, and I was always intimidated by going to Nike Run Club because I was like, there's pace groups and like 
what if I'm like left behind? And what if I'm the last person? Which you're like, you're never the last person. And also, I think if you're the last person, you don't really know you're the last person. It's just like so inclusive. Yeah. And it's crazy too, because they're like, oh, well, if, if you start running, like say you start running with like the eight minute mile group and you're like, oh, this is too fast for me. If you just stop and stand and wait, the slower pace group is going to come along at some point and then you can just join up with them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And also I like was really scared that I was going to like let someone down if I didn't run the pace I said I was going to run or, and it's just like, I don't know where these thoughts come from because it's so not like that. And isn't that funny that like as women, it's like no matter how fast or how slow you are, like everyone has the same fears. I know. Yeah. It's so true. It's really, really true. And um, yeah, and then, like, I was running with, actually, Michelle and Grace, who were on um, a couple episodes ago, and um, Grace and I decided we were going to, like, extend it a little bit or something, and I was like, oh, if you had told me, like, three hours ago I was going to be, like, extending my run, I would be like, no, you're insane. I'm going to do the bare minimum because I'm scared, and we did it, and we were like, okay, whatever. And then we, like, met up with everyone who was stretching, and, like, we missed a little bit of the stretch, but it was just, like, so chill and inclusive, and nobody cared that we, like, did a little loop extra, and it was just, I don't know. In my mind, I was like, am I going to get in trouble? But, like, no, we're all adults here, which is something yeah. I somehow forget. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's so awesome because, like, there's definitely – been runs like you know where I've been struggling and other people have helped pick me up or you know stay with me or like there was one run on like a hundred degree day that some like really really nice pacer like stopped and walked with me two miles back to the store because it was like a 15 miler and wow. I was so dehydrated and like three of us literally like, dropped like flies like in our particular pace group out of like 15 and this guy like walked back with us over the Queensborough Bridge back to the Nike store on the Oof. other side. Yeah. It was like crazy but yeah so I just like love doing my long runs with them. I've made so many friends, so many great memories. It took me a while but I started doing backwards at the time too and those are fabulous as well. Oh you've done the track workouts with them too? Yeah, I've done a bunch of them, and I actually, one day I just happened, it was kind of like luck of the draw, I just happened to be there one day, and there was like a Nike product tester ambassador there. Oh, cool. They to me, and they asked if I wanted to be a product tester, um, so like, I had to submit all my measurements to Nike, I had to like submit like, you know, risks, like wrist circumference, and what? from shoulder to wrist, shoulder to elbow. And go through this whole, like, application process. I just found out, like, two weeks ago that I got accepted. And fingers crossed they'll be sending me some uh, free running gear. Ooh, that is so cool. I love that. I want to get approached to be a product tester. (laughs) Yeah, it just, like, was just luck of the draw that, like, I just happened to do this workout. And they were looking for short emails, I guess. That's awesome. Um, Sign me up. I also qualify, Nike. (laughs) I am a short female. (laughs) <laughs> that's so fun yeah I, I can't wait to see what they send um I, I follow a girl who does that for Brooks and I just started running in a pair of Brooks and I'm always like all right what is she gonna wear next da, 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 da. I want that I want that um that's fun though I love that brands work really closely with runners and 
That's nice that Nike does too. I haven't had a lot of luck with Nike shoes, um, which bums me out because I will go on the record that Nike footwear is by far the most aesthetically pleasing running footwear in the game. But it's just like sometimes, like the every time I have a pair of Nike shoes, I get some kind of like shin thing. So it's it's. I mean, it happens. It's because I have flat feet, and it just it just happens. Um, have you ever tried the, the Pegasus? Because I used to have the same problem with Nike, but their new Pegasus are amazing. They're the one and only shoes I've ever worn that I have not gotten shoes. I mean, I'll obviously try it because, like, obviously, I'm gonna get them. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, they um, like in high school, I used to wear the Nike Bowerman. Oh, um, like Nike Pegasus shoe, and then they discontinued it, and then they went like super minimal for like ten years. Mm. And then when I walked into that Nike for that day, I think the ten K all of a sudden, and I was like, oh my god, they have huge for distance runners again. This is amazing. That's so great. Yeah, I had um, I ha- I have tried the Lunar Epics because they're supposed to be super good for overpronators, which is what I do. Um, and I've tried the Elites, which they actually stopped making. Um, and I have a pair of Flyknits, but I don't wear, run in them because they have no support. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, those, those I didn't really like too much. Um, they actually did just start making um, the Elites again. I just bought a pair of their racing, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, yeah, cool. I didn't know that. They just released them like a couple weeks ago. So. There we go. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I want to get into, you are a super strong runner, and you were mentioning to me earlier that it's because of all the cross-training you do, which is not a strong suit of a lot of runners. So I'd love to hear what what like your favorite workouts are in the city for strength training so yeah when I first started getting into racing again like about a year ago I realized that usually towards the end of my races my form would just completely collapse like my back would start caving in which makes your lungs cave in and every single finishing photo I ever got was like me just hunched like looking miserable Mm -hmm. um and so I actually ended up, you know, probably back in November when the weather started getting pretty crappy, um, I started really focusing on cross-training um, and, you know, getting in different workouts that kind of targeted more of those fast twitch, sprinting muscles, um, core, arms, um, stuff like that. So I go to Tone House a lot in the city. Um, and I just love that atmosphere. I love all the coaches there. Um, every single workout is completely different. You never know what they're going to throw at you. You always feel like you're going to throw up during the workout, but then after you feel so accomplished, you're like, I'll be back next week. Nice. How often do you go? Can you only go like once a week? Um, so I try and go at least like once every other week. Okay. Um, so... Otherwise, I find, like, if you don't work the muscles, like, often enough, you can lose it so fast, which is, like, isn't fair that it takes so long to build, but so quick to lose. Don't I know it. Yep. Well, worse. <laughs> um, the good news is, is that you can always get it back after you lose it. That's true. Yeah. 
continue to work at it. Um, so I do that. I love Tone House. Um, and just like their whole thing about like, feel like an athlete, train like an athlete. Like you are an athlete. It just makes you feel really badass. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then I also do a military boot camp. So um, I've bit warrior. Yes. Yes. I want. I love. I want to hear your take on it. I've been to it once, and it blew me away. Like I was like, that was impossibly hard. It is literally one of my favorite things in the whole world because number one, like it just makes you feel badass. <laughs> um, it really does. I, I, I love that you're like held accountable to yourself by being held accountable to someone else. So, like, a lot of times they partner you up, um, and while one of you is doing one exercise, the other person is doing another. And it's like, if you mess up or you phone it in, then you're going to be giving your partner extra burpees or extra laps up and down the stairs or, you know, 30 seconds longer on a wall sit if you slack. Um, And same for, like, the whole class. If, like, one person in the class is slacking, like, there's been times where the entire class had to play 40-pound rep sets on your back and, like, 10 sets of stairs. Wow. <laughs> and so, so... It really makes you, like, held accountable to yourself because you're like, I don't want to mess this up for anyone else, so I'm going to do my best. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. So it's run by former military officers. Is that right? Yeah, former Marines. Former Marines. That's right. Yeah. And they have, like, the full, like, military obstacle course in there with, like, monkey bars and crazy balls you have to jump over. Oh, my God. I um, So I, I've only been one time, and I, I should go back once I'm better again. But uh, I went with two of my former coworkers, my friends, and we, we walk in, and... It, so for everyone, anyone who hasn't been there, you walk in and it's like a little mini track. It's, I don't know. I mean, it's probably a hundred meters all around. I yeah. made that up. Maybe 200, but maybe not. Maybe a hundred. Yeah, um, definitely a hundred because it's, yeah, it's smaller than an indoor track. Yeah. Yeah. It's small. And then in the middle, um, it's, it's like an obstacle course. Like there's ropes, there's walls, like literally walls. There's like the, the, the thing you crawl into I mean you've been there more recently than I, I have I'm sure and I was looking at that and I was like there's no way we're doing this in this class like there's no way because the class before us was finishing up and I was like this must be some kind of special obstacle class um and <laughs> then um then we ended up having to do it all and I was just laughing the whole time because I was like oh my god <laughs> I'm gonna be jumping over a wall <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, crazy. The very first time I went, I couldn't even do the monkey bars once, and I couldn't even get over the shortest wall without help. And just by going, because I go once a week um, there, just by going once a week, like, by the end of, like, month two, I was going over, like, the second highest wall, and I can now, like, brace through the monkey bars. I can climb a rope. Like, all these things I never thought I was capable of and would see other people doing. I'm like, oh, I wish I could do that. Now I can. And it's just, yeah, it's so awesome. It's such a feeling of accomplishment. I love going in there and, I don't know, just, like, really, really good people there. Really good motivation. That's awesome. That's Every week is super such a previous week. And, yeah, I mean, there's definitely been times, though, where I've been told, like, 
to do some sort of exercise and been told to do like 200 reps and my jaw literally hits the floor and I'm like no way Oof, yep <laughs> but then you you do it and like you dig deep and you find that within yourself and that's like also helped my running too you know not just physically but also like mentally knowing that I can do things that I literally never thought I could before yeah that's that's really really true um I love that. And I used to go to um, this, it's, I'm, it's loosely similar. It's not, it's just like boot camp style um, as one. And I used to, when I, I used to be on class pass for years and as one would be like the gym I would sign up for if I want like a really hard workout. And then I stopped doing class pass and I was like, you know what? I really love as one and they were offering a really good deal. So I signed up and then as soon as I signed up, I was like, am I making a terrible mistake? This is like the class I would go to if I really wanted to get beat up. And, um, and then you just like, I started going, like I would go twice a week. It was really hard to go more than that just because you do get so sore from those workouts and it would compromise my running. Mm -hmm. Um, and I used to just be like, all right, well, I'm going to as one today. Like it wouldn't, all of a sudden I was like, I'm not even like that intimidated by it. I know it's going to hurt really bad, but it just like made me like a stronger athlete. I didn't, and it wasn't, I wasn't as scared of like what I couldn't do. Cause I was like, whatever they throw at me, I can do it. And if I can't do it, I'll probably still try to do it. <laughs> so. Exactly. Like what's the worst that can happen? Yep. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's, like, it's definitely a fine line, though, like, once you start adding in cross-training, because it's, like, if your main goal is to do X, Y, Z in running, you don't want to detract from that, but at the same time, like, you need to have variety, you can't just be pounding the pavement every day, so it's, like, really hard to find that that balance between rest days and cross-training days and long runs and track workouts and tempo runs and fart licks, it's, like... yeah. It's really, (laughs) it's, yeah, it's a science. It's such a science, um, to do all that. I, uh, yeah, but it's, I mean, there, the benefit of, I really do think that there is a higher benefit in swapping out one run for a strength day like this, because, you know, like before my injury, which had nothing to do with running, which I'm actually really thankful for, um, like, I was the strongest runner I've ever been. And I wasn't because I was running more than I had been or, I mean, I was, but I I don't think I was running that much more on a weekly basis, but I was swapping out one run to really like go all, all in on a strength workout. And I was getting so much stronger and faster because of it. And I know it, like, I know my form was getting better. My speed workouts were stronger and there's just like such a huge benefit in running less and running stronger. Totally agree. And, you know, I look at my race pictures from my most recent races and they're all like, my back is straight and my chest is open. And it's, it's just like such a drastic difference. And, you know, in a lot of those classes too, you do do sprints and stuff. So you are running. It's just not what distance runners think of as running. Yeah, for sure. Um, you mentioned to me that one of the things that helps you a lot in running are, and I'm guessing racing, is mantras. So I've never I've never messed with that before, and I, I, I'm really into it because I hear 
a lot of people do it. So I tell me all about that. Okay. So, well, my, I have literally one word that I repeat to myself over and over and over again, every single race. And I don't know where it came from. It wasn't like, I'm going to develop a mantra. But when I was running the rock and roll Brooklyn last October, mm-hmm. um, this word just came to me as I was running and I just kept saying it. And then by the end of the race, I was like, I need to say this word all the time because it really helped me. Um, and it was just the word attack. Um, nice. Like when I was going up a hill, I was like, attack it. When I was going downhill, I was like, attack the downhill, attack the downhill, attack the flats, attack, you know, that person in front of me, catch them and attack. <laughs> <laughs> so it just, yeah, it was just like this word that just came to me. And every single race, anytime I start feeling any sort of pain, I literally just look at the pavement and I picture my feet attacking the pavement. Um, so I do that during races. Um, and then anytime I'm feeling like I don't really want to work out or I'm feeling kind of unmotivated, I always use the phrase, fuck motivation, cultivate discipline. Because motivation fades day in and day out, but it's like that discipline that keeps you going. Um, so that's like one of my all-time favorite phrases just in life. It's just like cultivate discipline. Like, you know, not just only in running, like in work and friendships. Like, yeah, you know, discipline is just like so important. It's not all about motivation. Like motivation is what starts you doing something, but discipline is what keeps you doing it. That's um, very true. And I think runners are some of the most disciplined athletes just because it requires so much out of us. And some people don't end up being as successful as runners only because of the discipline aspect. It's the mental aspect of it. Oh, definitely. And then my last, like, kind of mantra, just, like, in life in general, is I'm always asking myself, what's the worst that can happen? And, you know, if it's not, like, death or serious bodily harm or, you know, going into immense amounts of debt, you know, then why not? Yeah. Like, what source of happens? Like, okay, you sign up for this race and maybe you can't complete it. Like, what what source of happens? You walk off the course? Like, you walk for a little bit? Like, you know, oh, what's the worst that can happen if I do this in my job? You know? What's the worst that can happen if I travel to this place? So it's just kind of like a good barometer for me to, you know, live life to the fullest. Yeah. Yeah. Those are kind of my three things that I'm always telling myself, always saying to myself. Those are good words to live by. How about you? Do you uh, have any? Uh, I don't. Um, Uh, Hold on. I hear a little bit of a feedback of my voice. Hold on. Is that better? A little bit better. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. There have definitely been workouts where – so this is weird. This is not a mantra at all, but this is something I definitely do. If I'm in a hard workout or, like, a really long, hilly run or a race – I have physically, um, like, I'm doing it right now. Nobody can see me. I, like, slap my thighs a little bit. Like, like as if they're, like, a dog. I don't know. Like, I pet them, and I'm like, you got it. You, like, 
like almost like thanking them. I don't know. Like it's, but it's something I always do. I'll like tap on my legs and in my mind, I'm just thinking like, like your legs are doing like, thank you so much for letting me do this. Like, thank you. Thank you for conquering that hill or let's get up that hill or, and I don't know if I'm like consciously thinking those words, but that's like the sentiment I'm sending to my body is like, yeah, it's like, okay, I like you got it. And I, oh, I just like always see myself like physically like tap my leg, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm, but that is something I always do. Um, I also, you like are expressing like gratitude. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, like, thank you. I remember like one race I was running and I, my Garmin beeped and I looked and I had like a very fast mile for me and I was just like, thank you. Like, who am I thanking? I'm thanking myself. <laughs> like, but it wasn't like some gift. Like I worked hard for it, but, um, we don't take the time to thank our bodies enough, which, so I think if. I do it in my own little way. I'm, I'm doing something. So that's that's important. But when I get back at it, I definitely am going to use attack because I think that's um, that's an important one. And also, actually, one of my mantras was something my mom told me before, um, before my first half marathon. I was sick before, and she was talking to me before, and I was like, I'm not going to not run it. I'm definitely going to run it. And she just kept saying, don't be a hero, which, (laughs) I mean, like, I think sometimes families who are not runners or big runners don't totally understand. Like, I'm not trying to win. I'm just trying to run it. Um, But it, it has helped me a lot in the sense that I think a lot of us beat, beat ourselves up if we don't accomplish something or we don't things don't turn out the way we want them to, or we're having a bad day. Like I know at least I do. I'll be like, God, like you're so weak. Like you really should have like, what are these splits? Like, um, and, or if I'm like feeling really sick during a race, like I have been too proud to stop and walk. Like I, I would just struggle through. And I think the most like what comes back to me is like don't be a hero nobody nobody needs you to be a hero here like this isn't you're doing this for yourself um as much as like it is a gratifying experience to go out and run a marathon I'm not saving a life um I'm just like helping my own and obviously like there's you know you run for charities which I want to get into too but the act of running it is for me um, and like you have, yeah, yeah, exactly. And if you're going to be, in, you're going to be so uncomfortable, like what, what do you like? Don't, you're not doing yourself in a favor. So I definitely think of don't be a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a little bit like backhanded, but it, it's helped me before for sure. Yeah. My dad always tells me like builds character. So it's like anything, like, you know, if you want to take a race and be, you know, like in pain and like reach that goal and like really push it, you know what, the pain builds character. But then, you know, at the same time, if you race and you don't have a great day, like that not so great day also builds character. That builds character. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And not like to constantly bring it back to me, but like I was supposed to run the New York City half, um, the three weeks ago it's been and I 
broke my back two days before that. And, um, as my, like the New York City half, I, w- I knew I was going to PR. I had trained my butt off. I was going to like break two. I was so ready. Everything, all the numbers I'd crunched told me it was going to happen. I had a pacer with me. I was going to do it. And then um, obviously that experience, if it had happened, that experience would have brought me so much joy and built so much character. And I would have been so proud of myself. And the fact that my accident happened two days before really carved me harder as a person than that race could have. Like I see running much differently now. Um, Like when I get to run, it's going to be like the biggest gift. And I'm not just going to make goals that are attainable. I'm going to make goals that are impossible and I'm going to be in pain and I'm going to run through pain and I'm going to like, it just like, I think that changed my character more than if I had just run and, you know, hit my goal and been like, cool, I hit my goal. I'm done. There's always another, you know, marathon. There's always another half marathon, but like there's certain life lessons that like you can't yeah, I hope this is like, the one and only time like I face, break you know? my sacrum. Yeah. Um, I feel like stories like yours are kind of what I use also on days when I'm lacking motivation. It's like I have to just be thankful that my body can get out there. Yeah. And like really appreciate the act of running and not always just slogging through the miles, which sometimes, I mean, there's certain days where I go out there and I love every single mile of a 13 mile run. Mm-hmm. And on those days, I always just think, like, think about how amazing your body is, and, like, you can you can run, and there's so many people out there that can't, and one day, like, I'm not going to be able to either, so, like, enjoy it while you can. Totally. I definitely agree. Um, so I want to talk about Team for Kids, because you are running this year's marathon with Team for Kids. Yes, I am, which is crazy, because I just decided this like, a week ago. <laughs> Um, I never thought I was going to be a marathoner, and God willing, knock on wood. Yes, knock on wood, knock on wood. In November, I will be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I actually, um, I ended up, in the New York City half, I ended up qualifying for the New York City Marathon for next year. Nice. Um, and I had been toying with, you know, doing a marathon this year just because I've already run 16 and a half miles. Like I did that last July. And ever since then, it's been like one of those things where every weekend I go out for a long run and it's always between 12 and 16 miles. So I just feel like I'm really, really ready for a marathon. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, New York's really hard to get into. Obviously, Boston, you have to qualify for and I really wanted my first marathon to be a big one. So I spent all this time, like, looking for a marathon to do and all this stuff. And just, I really, I mean, New York is my city. I love New York. I would, like, the marathon runs right down my street. Like, we would always blast Eye of the Tiger out my windows for the marathoners. Like, you could look out my window and see the marathon. Route. That's amazing. Like, I just, I really wanted to run New York. And so then I started looking at running through charities. And for a while, I was kind of using, like, oh, raising money is going to be so hard. Um, like, I'm really scared about raising the money. But then I kind of got real with myself. And I was like, 
No, you're not scared about raising the money. You're scared about the distance. Because mm-hmm. I feel like, although I can run 16 and a half miles, I don't want to look at the my God. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. That, that was like my neighbors upstairs just dropped something. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, anyway, so I just, you know, I know I'm capable of finishing the 26.2, but... A lot can happen in those last 10 miles, so I've heard from a lot of people that mm-hmm. there's a lot of carnage out on the course. Um, so I am I'm scared of running a full marathon, and so I just kind of got real with myself. I was like, you know what? Just sign up. Just do it. You know, what's the worst that can happen? Yes. <laughs> so I, I did it. So I'm, I'm running with Team for Kids, which is an amazing charity in New York City um, that helps build tracks for underprivileged schools. Um, they bring running programs on top of, you know, other various sports programs to kids that otherwise wouldn't be afforded the opportunity. Um, you know, growing up in Connecticut, like playing soccer my whole life, that was not cheap, you Mm -hmm. know, just to play recreational soccer, um, between like registration fees and the fact that, you know, you have to pay the coaches and, all that. Um, so a lot of these kids, you know, don't really have access um, to sports. And looking back at, you know, high school, I think if I didn't have sports to occupy my time or give me friends that had the same kind of, you know, ideas as me in terms of partying and all that, like, I very easily could have gone down a completely different road than, you know, being the straight A student that I was. And never having a drink until college because I was always like oh well I have practice on Saturdays yeah I can't party on Friday night and you know you don't want to detract from your running or you know athletics so I think that programs like these in schools is so important you know just to like give kids a sense of community a sense of building goals yeah, I think the goal setting is super is super important I think even as an adult yeah, that's so true. So, and yeah, and it's also a really awesome charity to run with because, you know, they give you coaching and things like that. But they also, um, they integrate the kids that you're affecting with a lot of the training runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who ran with Team for Kids last year, and he said that they would show up to some of the track practices. And you would get to talk with these kids that you're directly affecting. So instead of just you know, putting your money into a charity and not knowing where it really goes, you can see exactly how it's affecting someone. I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, I actually ran a race in January, and I was running alongside a Team for Kids member because you guys always have the the uh, the shimmels, the, the tops. Um, so she was talking to me, and she was, like, raving about Team for Kids. And you can run for Team for Kids – in other marathons. Like, it's not just a New York-specific affiliation. She was running... Um, she was running... She was training for Tokyo, and she was... Uh, she was going to be running that for Team for Kids. That's awesome. Yeah, I know someone who did it for Chicago, too. Oh, that's so cool. I That's really awesome. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited. So I did just sign up, like, a week ago, so I'm still, like, very very new with getting acquainted with how their training programs work and everything. 
Um, but, you know, in the spring, I'm really kind of focused on the shorter races, the 10Ks and 5Ks and mile races. I'm doing a couple of those. Yeah. Uh, so training for the marathon will ramp up come come June and July. Exactly. And also, it's it, it, you don't want to overtrain. So I wouldn't worry about it. That's, like, my main goal when I'm, like, going to doctors and stuff. I'm like, uh... Can I start running in July? You know, like, because then it's like, well, then I maybe I won't overtrain for the marathon if I actually have, um, you know, like, a limit on when I can start. Yeah. yeah, it's, like, really hard because it's one of those things where, you know, two weeks ago I went out and I ran 15 and a half miles, and I almost feel like I should be doing a spring marathon, mm-hmm. but just, like, with my schedule, I really couldn't fit one in, and I really did want my first one to be New York, so... Um, so I just ended up signing up for a bunch of shorter races. I was like, this will hold me accountable to not going out there and, you know, doing 18 mile runs on the weekends in the spring because I'm racing. So that's, that's a great way to think about it. So, and it gives you, you know, different goals to hit. And since a lot of these races I haven't really run before, it's different PRs to hit. So. For sure, that's so fun. It's always when when you run a race for the first time. Like this is what you have to think about. Whatever time you have, whenever you, when you cross the marathon, is going to be a PR <laughs> because you have not run that distance before. Um, exactly. I, According to my like half marathon pace, which I did it in an hour and thirty one minutes. Apparently, I should be able to run a three hour eleven minute marathon. Oh. Me for Boston by like. 20 minutes yeah I don't know I mean (laughs) we'll see I'm using that as a benchmark I'm like okay so I should be able to hit that so you know well number one my goal is just complete it just without walking um and number two ideally I think like a realistic goal would be to do it in three hours and 45 minutes for sure oh yeah you have that in the bag but yeah, like, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I heard that New York's kind of a difficult course. So, it is, but, but it flies. It, the other thing, too, is I've never done a marathon, so if New York's a hard course, like, I wouldn't know. So Yeah, exactly. So. You'll love it. You'll love it. See what happens any given Sunday, right? Uh-huh. Um, so I want to get into the fun questions and get you out the door for your run. Um. Number one, what is a wish pl- wish list place for you to go on a run? Where in the world do you want to go on a run? So I um I used to live in Ireland and wow, I didn't know that. There and I would always like jog to the Irish Sea from my apartment. It was always great and everything. Um, but a couple of years ago, I did a hike through the Gap of Dunlow, which is this beautiful mountainous valley with lakes in Western Ireland. And I would love to run that. Um, I only walked it and I think it would just be amazing to run in it. It's really interesting terrain. And I don't know, Ireland's just so fun to explore. Um, so I'd love to do that or I'd love to go running, you know, like in Iceland or something. Yeah. I love that. Um, that backdrop like that would be amazing and I mean I'm very lucky I get to run in New York and stuff and Central Park and Skylines but um, I was just talking to a trail runner and she gets to run through these like amazing skyscrapers made out of nature and I'm like that is just so 
foreign to me. I would love that. Put it skyscrapers out of nature. Yeah. Totally. I feel like I was in a National Geographic magazine. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what was the last show you binge watched? Oh my gosh. Well, right now I'm actually binge watching 13 Reasons Why. Oh, I just finished that yesterday. Oh my gosh. I'm like almost done with it. Oh. It's so good. It's so heavy. It's so yeah. heavy. And the soundtrack in it is just amazing. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah, I did notice that. That and Big Little Lies. I just obviously. I was literally just gonna say Big Little Lies. I was like, that, and I just finished Big Little Lies. Yeah, Big Little Lies blew me away. Like that oh. ending was so good. Don't like say anything and spoil anything. I know, I know, but it was just so satisfying. There's just no other way of putting it. Like they're talking about. I mean, it's just rumors, but they're talking about like a season two, and yeah. I'm like. As much as I want that, part of me is like, that was so perfect how they wrapped that up. I don't want them to mess with it. Exactly. I know. I just actually <laughs> started reading the book because I'm like, ooh, I want to see Yeah, that. I want to read the book too. I, I always do that. I like watch the movie or the sh- – yeah, like the movie. And then I'm like, I'm going to read the book. Like, okay, well, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> I know. I feel like normally I do try and read the books before seeing like the movies or – um, the shows, but ever since Gone Girl, when I didn't read the book first, I realized I kind of like reading thrillers after seeing the movie because I feel like so many movies are just remakes now. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what's going to happen in the movies or, you know, the revivals of something. And with Gone Girl, that was like the first movie I had seen in so long that I had no clue what was going to happen. That's great. I love that. <laughs> So I feel like with thrillers, I'm always like, if I like it, then I'll read the book after. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Long run in Prospect Park or long run in Central Park? Oh, geez. Um, So I'm like one of those weird New York City runners that don't like either park. Oh, okay. Um, Very much. I don't really know why. I think Prospect Park, I just had like a couple really tough runs in and just curse it yeah um, and same with central park it's like really hilly and you know being in new york like there's really not too many hills especially when i live in brooklyn yep so every time running in central park is just like oh my god hills and all the races there they're always kind of that same loop yeah like, oh, hill cat hill and all that um but if i had to choose one over the other definitely central park um because i do love running around the reservoir mm-hmm. i really gravelly road it's like nice i love the sound of it um yeah and you know running by bethesda fountain you can't really beat that and down the wall um so, so where in new york so screw the parks we'll put them <laughs> to the side where would you want to run in new york where do you like um, to run love love running from Williamsburg um over the Pulowski um into Long Island City along the gantry which is like where that bright like Pepsi Cola sign is yeah um yeah you just you kind of feel like Manhattan's on top of you um and you can see the whole skyline and it's really cool running there at night when that 
like Pepsi sign is giving off that red light. And that is so cool. I've I I'm gonna have to do that. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and there's just like really no cars in Long Island City either, like in mm-hmm. that area. So you don't really have to worry about having to stop at streets. And once you get to that like pedestrianized boardwalk, it's just you know it's amazing. I love it. That's a great suggestion. What is your go-to long run meal, like before a long run? Before a long Like the night before. <laughs> um, so the night before, I don't really have like a go-to the night before. I just kind of eat normally. Um, but then the morning of, I always have a bagel with cream cheese. Nice. I'm that person that will be eating on the starting line. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, I definitely, though, I, I have, like, a post-race meal that is, like, my go-to. I always get pulled pork nachos after, like, a long run. Where are the best pulled pork nachos in the city? Because I love nachos and I love pulled pork. Oh, my God. Um, So, I love the nachos at the Commodore in Williamsburg. That's, like, where Jennifer Lawrence was spotted a couple weeks ago. Okay, okay. Um, They have really good pizza that they just, like, drown it in. Perfect. Um, and then Kent Ale House, also in Williamsburg, has some really good pulled pork nachos. Nice. It's put, like, Asian sweet and sour sauce on it, which okay. sounds super weird, but it's super delicious. Oh, I'm all on board. I love that. Um, and then last question, if you go, if you could go on a long run with anyone in the world, who would it be? That is so tough, because there's, like, a lot of people in my life that I love but I would not want to go on a long run with them. Well, anyone in the world. It can be a celebrity, yeah. dead or alive. Towards the end of long runs, I can always get kind of annoyed. Um, <laughs> in general. Um, I actually, like, this isn't really a person, but I would love to go. My dog's super old now. Oh. Um, but I'd love to go on, like, a really long run with my dog because when I first started getting into running, she was a puppy, and she used to join me on, like, six mile runs oh, I love run. that. so I'd love to go for like another really long run with her and I think dogs are just like the best running companions because they don't talk back yeah like companionship which sometimes is what you need it's just what you need long runs that's so true you want someone like next to you but sometimes you really don't want to talk because you're like in your own head yeah struggling. yeah I love that my dog is uh so the dog at my parents house is He's just so crazy. Like, he just – I don't think he gets out enough or something. Or, like, he just must always do the same loop. But when I've taken him running, it's just been a disaster. Because every time – he's, like, a puppy at heart. He's older. Um, he will stop at everything, sniff everything, pee on everything. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I've got to turn my watch off. Like, <laughs> this isn't going to work. <laughs> I, like, I need to stop with the watch. I'm, like, too anal about it. I know. Like, for two seconds, and I'm stopping my watch. Oh, I know. I'm, like, oh, stoplight? Oh, I got to stop my watch. Yeah. <laughs> God forbid. God forbid. It's, like, the extra 30 seconds. I know. I have my watch set on auto-pause, but it doesn't pause fast enough for me. Oh, <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> exactly oh man all right well i am gonna let you go this has been so much fun and have a great workout and i'll talk to you super soon oh thanks thanks for having me you're so welcome this is the best i'll talk to you later go for a run together yes yes as soon as i'm out there we're gonna run definitely all right have a great night